into uh, week two of this series, The God I Never Knew, where we are just studying and talking about the Holy Spirit that over the 10 years or so that I've been here as the seven years as the teaching pastor, we've never really taken dedicated time to talk about the Holy Spirit and what it is and how it is a, a gift to our life, a blessing to our life, how uh, being someone who is a spirit-filled believer uh, is an incredible thing. And so uh, that's what we're talking about. And we said last week, if you weren't able to be here last week, I really want to encourage you to go online to the podcast or to the church website and to, um, to, to go on there and to listen to that message because it really kind of lays the foundation for everything. I'll recap it a little bit today, but it really kind of lays the foundation for everything. So if you would say, hey, Jason, I'm a little bit unfamiliar with the Holy Spirit or a lot unfamiliar and I need like... 101, start from the ground up. That's what last week was all about. Last week, we learned that the Holy Spirit is a help to us, that Jesus said that I'm going to go. He's talking to his disciples in John 14 and 16. He said, I'm going to go. I'm leaving, okay? But don't be sad about that because the disciples were sad about it. He says, I'm leaving, but don't be sad because it's better that I go because when I go and if I go, I can send you the Holy Spirit. And in other words, what Jesus was saying was, it's better for you to have the Holy Spirit, all right, than it is to have Jesus. Now, we don't have to choose, but literally when he was talking, he was was saying, don't be sad. It's great to walk around with Jesus, but it's better for you to have the Holy Spirit. And so what we said last week is we just want the Holy Spirit to have more of a place in our lives, that it's, it's it's not a ghost, it's not a... A goose bump, it's not an energy drink, it's not some weird thing out in the cosmos, that the Holy Spirit is God, it's a form of God, and that he wants a relationship with us. It's not an it, it's, 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 a, it's a he, it's a person. The Holy Spirit is God, and that he wants a relationship with us. And so we ended last week by just praying that prayer, God, I want the Holy Spirit to take or play more of a role in my life. I want to have a relationship, more of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we said last week that there was nothing that we read or nothing that we talked about that was like crazy or weird or, uh, you know, anything that caused us to want to have nothing to do with it or say, you know what, that's that's just crazy spooky. Y'all are the weird spirit-filled people. Like, no, we, we just read verses where it just seemed like it would be crazy for any believer in Jesus to not want the Holy Spirit to be a part of their life. It's in us. When we receive Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit in us. So today, we're going to progress a little bit down this road. And today, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit specifically in the role of supernatural power. Everybody say power. Supernatural power. I want to read you a couple of verses. John 16, 7, I referenced this. We read it last week. It says, but in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the helper won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So I just want to remind you where we're going today and what we're saying today. I want to remind you that Jesus said, not Jason, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is your helper. So everything that the Holy Spirit is going to do is meant to help you. It's not meant to scare you. It's not meant to intimidate you. It is meant to help you that the Holy Spirit is a gift to you and me. It's something that God gives us. It is a gift to us for the purposes of helping us. 
Okay, so don't forget that. Because as long as you remember that the person of the Holy Spirit wants a relationship with you and all he wants to do is help you, then there's no reason for us to push back and go, no, I don't want that, okay? So, so remember that. Now, I wanna read you the next verse we're gonna read for this series, and that's Acts chapter one, verse eight. Acts chapter one, verse eight, here's what it says. Jesus talking to his disciples again, and he says, but you will receive power. Everybody say power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And so Jesus is talking to his disciples, and the Holy Spirit is not here yet. Jesus is still here. But he says, when the Holy Spirit comes into the world, like the first time, the only time it's going to like come into the world, you're going to receive power. And what that means for all of us is that when we receive the Holy Spirit and when we choose to allow the Holy Spirit to have more of a role in our lives and play more of a part of our lives, we want that relationship to grow. We want to be filled with the Spirit of God. What that means, according to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, is that you and I will receive and have received and can receive power. Power. We can receive power. Let me, let me show you what I'm... Uh, what I'm talking about this morning. Acts chapter one, verse eight, Jesus says the Holy Spirit as the helper to us, the Holy Spirit is the helper to us, he's the helper now, remember, is power, okay? The Holy Spirit's power. You guys know what these are? Jumper cables? If you, if you are part of the uh, Isaac's vehicle uh, strategy, Right, Isaac's vehicle strategy is like don't pay a lot for a car. So we have to keep these around a lot. I don't know if anybody else is, uh, is a part of that. There's no power hooked up to the mic stand. Nobody get nervous on me, okay? But everybody knows how it works with a car battery, right? That there are times when either the battery goes dead or something goes wrong or it's really cold outside and the battery's not as strong as it should be. When you have to take jumper cables and you've got to take the jumper cables and you've got to hook them up to something that has power. And you line them up on there, you, you put them on there, then you go over to the battery that doesn't have power. Well, actually, you start with the one that doesn't have power first, but you go over to the, to the car that doesn't have power. The battery's not working. You hook them up. You let it sit for a little bit, whatever it is. You never wait as long as you're supposed to wait, but whatever. And you get in the car and you crank it up. And now the car that didn't have power has power. Why? Because it took its power from the good battery. Is everybody following me? So Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, just follow me, very simple illustration. Jesus says that when you receive the Holy Spirit, which we said last week, we all received it. We all received it when we accepted Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God in us, okay? Jesus said when you receive the Holy Spirit, that dead battery that is your life, that is your heart, that is your existence, that is your job, that is whatever it is that you would say, man, it's just a dead existence, right? Jesus said that you're going to receive power. You're going to receive power. I don't know about you, and maybe the idea of the word power is intimidating to you, but, but I could use a little extra I could use something a little beyond natural. If Jesus is saying to me that you can have natural or you can have supernatural, I don't know about you, but I'll take super, 
right? You know what I'm talking about? If he says you could have no power or you could have power, I don't know about you, but I choose power. If it's between my car not running and my car running, I'll take the car running. Anybody know what I'm Okay, so Jesus says in Acts chapter one, you're going to receive power, all right? Now, when you came in today, there was a sheet of paper in your worship guide. It looks like this. Take that out for me, if you would. And what I want to do, we got a little fill-in-the-blank action for you. What I want to do today is I want to explain to you four ways or show you four ways that the Holy Spirit gives us supernatural power. I said this last week, but one of the things that excites me about this series and talking about the Holy Spirit is that so many of you are just so hungry and so eager to learn and experience the Holy Spirit that you don't bring the baggage that maybe I bring into this uh, sermon. You don't have some of the experiences that I have that maybe jaded you about the Holy Spirit. That You're just so hungry and, and, and so eager to, to experience the Holy Spirit in your life. And so that's why I'm excited to talk about these four areas today. But I could have talked about 10 areas or 100 areas or a million areas because the truth is, is that when the Holy Spirit is a major part of our lives, it changes everything. That when the Holy Spirit, when we allow and give permission to the Holy Spirit to fill our lives, it changes everything with power and supernatural power and supernatural strength. But I want to focus in on just four today that I believe really help us in our lives. Remember, the Holy Spirit is a helper to us. That God is the King, Jesus is the salvation, and the Holy Spirit is the help. So you ready? Number one, here we go. Jesus said in Acts 1, you're going to receive power, supernatural power. Number one is the Holy Spirit makes interactions, interactions supernatural. The Holy Spirit makes interactions supernatural. I'm going to read a lot of scripture to you today to just kind of show you some examples from the book of Acts specifically. Because what's so incredible about the book of Acts is that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John... The disciples were these timid, nervous, scared, uneducated, unable to accomplish much of anything bunch of goobers in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In Acts chapter 2, they become filled with the Holy Spirit, and now those timid, scared goobers that couldn't accomplish anything, filled with supernatural power now go on to do incredible things for God. It's an unbelievable switch. And we see an example of this in Acts chapter 3. We're talking about how the Holy Spirit makes interactions supernatural. When I say interactions, I mean conversations, text messages, phone calls, break room, lunch, whatever it is, just us interacting with people. We have two choices. We can either have natural interaction that's, that's our interaction. That's, our, that's just whatever we're doing naturally. Or the Holy Spirit filling our lives as a spirit-filled believer, we can have supernatural interaction. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Acts chapter 3. We'll read a couple verses here. It says, Peter and John. Peter and John, Peter's the same disciple that disowned Jesus, denied him three times, and ran away scared to death. Remember that. That was Peter in his natural power. Peter, now filled with supernatural power, 
says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in three o'clock prayer. Just a normal, like, hey, I'm going to run down to Speedway. Except for them, they were going to pray because that's what they did. And as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. So you got a, a lame, homeless guy asking for money. This is a very common interaction. This is Peter and John just going, hanging out, going to where they're going. Here's a homeless guy asking for money, a very normal interaction, right? And so when he saw Peter and John about to go in, he asked him for money. In verse four, Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. He says, I don't have any money for you, but I will give you what I have. Because the Holy Spirit in our lives is power. And supernatural interactions is when God takes that power in us and uses us to bring something else that was dead to life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And so Peter says, like, I ain't got no money for you, but I can give you a jump, right? And so he looks at him. He says, look at this. Verse 6, Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand, so he reaches down, and he helps him up. And this man who was lame from birth, 20, 30, 40-year-old man who has never walked, when a spirit-filled believer reaches down in a normal interaction the lame man is healed and he jumps up instantly and he is strengthened, stood on his feet and began to walk. Now listen, we can read that and go, wow, that's incredible. That's pretty cool for Bible times. That's pretty cool for disciples. That's not what this story says. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 that you will receive power if you want to. Now you don't have to. We said this last week. Holy Spirit's a gentleman. You don't have to. You can live on your own natural strength, your own natural ability. You can do it yourself and not choose to receive the help of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus says if you want it and you want to be a spirit-filled believer that you will receive power. And when we receive that power, the Holy Spirit makes interactions not natural but supernatural. Supernatural. Have you ever been talking to someone and... You get done giving them advice or sharing something with them, and you get done, and you're like, where did that come from? Like, I ain't that smart. I don't even know where I can. But somehow, someway, you were able to speak into their life. You were able to help them. You were able to, to bless them, right? Have you ever not really known what was going on but knew what was going on in somebody's life? Have you ever... Um, just been able to feel or know that something's not right with somebody and you went over to pray for them or you went over to help them. The Bible calls that word discernment. It's just supernatural interaction. It says, hey, listen, I don't know exactly what's going on. I may be way off here, but I feel like there's something going on. Can I pray with you? Uh, and some of you guys are having a panic attack when I say something like that. But just anything, even if you don't ever talk to them, but just knowing like, hey, I want to pray for them. And we'll talk about that in a second. All right? 
Jesus said, you're going to receive power if you want to. As a spirit-filled believer, you don't have to have natural interactions. You can have supernatural interactions. Normal, going through my day interactions. I'm just sitting across the cubicle. I'm just in the lunchroom. I'm just, you know, whatever it is. It's just a natural interaction. But Jesus says, as a spiritful believer, if you want it, they don't have to be natural. They can be supernatural. So number one, the Holy Spirit makes interactions supernatural. Number two, the Holy Spirit makes decisions supernatural. Remember what we're talking about now. We're talking about the Holy Spirit being a help to us. Choosing, choosing to have the Holy Spirit help us, okay? And another way that it helps us, the power that it helps us, number two, is that the Holy Spirit makes decisions supernatural. Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10, you're actually going to see this a lot throughout the New Testament. But just, I want to read these verses to you, and I want you to just listen and think about what a help this would be to you in your life that Jesus says you can have. Okay, listen, natural decisions is get out a list, weigh the pros and the cons, talk to four or five different people, you know, really stress, think, 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 and then try to make a decision on your own natural ability. Look at Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 10. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of uh, something we can't pronounce, Angalatia, because the Holy, listen, because the Holy Spirit, the helping Holy Spirit, had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of another one that we can't pronounce, they headed north for the province of another one we can't pronounce. But again, the spirit, listen, look. But again, the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, what does it say? Did not allow them to go there. So instead they went through Another place we can't announce. In verse 9, that night Paul had a vision. And a man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him in this vision, this dream that he's having. Come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. That sounds so foreign to us and so crazy to us. But I want you to understand what just happened in this passage of Scripture. That Paul is trying to decide where to go, where to preach, where to plant a church. He's deciding where to work, what school to go to, who to marry. He's making decisions about his day, his itinerary, his schedule. And three different times. One time that he decides, you know what, I'm going to go over here. And the Bible says, but the Spirit of God prevented him from doing so. In other words, Paul's like, man, I really want to go over here, but you know what? I don't feel right about going over here. Holy Spirit. Then another time, they decide they're going to go over here, but the Holy Spirit kind of made them feel like that wasn't the right place to go. Holy Spirit, helping Holy Spirit. Paul, that's not where I want you to be. Finally, in a dream, in a vision, Paul says, you know what? But through the Spirit of God, speaking through this dream of vision, you know what? I'm supposed to go there and do that. Now, how, how incredible would that helping Holy Spirit be in your life if you stopped making decisions on your own natural power and you started making decisions based on the helping supernatural power of the Holy Spirit? Why don't you think about that? I gotta make a tough decision. I gotta figure out what I should do, when I should do it, where I should do it. And because you choose 
to allow the power of the Holy Spirit to fill your lives. You are a Spirit-filled believer. The Holy Spirit says, I'll help you make your decisions. I'll give you peace about the right ones. I'll not give you peace about the wrong ones. I'll prevent you from going down paths that you shouldn't go down, even though you may want to go down them. I'll open up doors and windows over here that you didn't think were going to open up. Why? Because you're choosing to be a spirit-filled believer, choosing to rely on the helping supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Now, if I said to you, the Holy Spirit wants to give you dreams and visions, we go, whoa, whoa, I don't know that, right? That may be the way that the Holy Spirit decides to speak to some of us. Some of us may be a little jaded because it seems like all the people who are in dreams and visions are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I get it. I totally get it. But that's just a way that the Holy Spirit may speak. That's just a way. Here's the point. Don't get lost in all the extra over here. Don't, don't not eat the cake because you don't like the icing. Don't, don't spit out everything, you know, the meat and the bones. Listen, the purpose of the helping Holy Spirit is just to help you to make the right decision. How he does it is going to be a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. But the supernatural power, and I don't know about you, but it seems like whenever, most of the time that I make decisions on my own natural power, I make terrible decisions. Terrible decisions. Yesterday, I was, um, we went out for a birthday dinner last night, and so I was wearing kind of a nice shirt, a nice pair of pants, and Andrew and I were going out, and um, so I'm getting ready, and I button up my shirt, and I get down to the bottom of my shirt, and I've missed a button. Now, I'm a 31-year-old man, but I still do that often where I miss a button. Guys, you know what I'm talking about? Girls, you know what I'm talking about? You ever miss a button? And any time, because of a few years ago, this happened to me, and I, I probably said it at the time, but because a few years ago, I kind of had like a, a moment with God when I was really mad about something that was happening in my life. And that day when I had kind of been venting in prayer to God, I misbuttoned my shirt. It was almost like I felt like God said to me, you can't even button your shirt right. Let, leave the big stuff to me, right? And so now every time that I button my shirt wrong, I just have that little reminder that like, okay, on my own power and ability, I miss one button out of six on my shirt, okay? So I don't want to make decisions on my own ability. I don't want to make decisions in my own natural strength and power. I want the helping power, supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to help me make decisions. Spirit-filled people don't make the same types of decisions as non-spirit-filled people. Because he helps us. All right, number three. Number three. Talking about the helping power of the Holy Spirit. Number three, the Holy Spirit makes prayer supernatural. The Holy Spirit makes prayer supernatural. This has changed my life. Like if I could just take an hour, and I'm not going to, but if I could just take an hour to share my story and to talk to you about how this has changed my life, For 28 or so years of my life, I struggled with prayer. I mean, big time. Couldn't pray three minutes. I mean, really, really struggled. I could read the Bible for hours, could not pray for five minutes. And the only way I know, know to explain the difference to you is that for 28 years, I was trying to pray naturally. It's the only way I know to really explain. I don't even know if it'll make sense to you. But it was all about Jason's prayer list, and it was all about, like, I'm going to work through this, 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 and this, and I'm praying because this is about me, prayer's about me, whatever it is. And something happened about three years ago. I started doing some fasting and different things like that, and I started praying. And it's not like everything dramatically changed, like, ooh, you know, I figured out this other formula, this other equation. 
but prayer began to be more of a give-and-take relationship with me and God. The Holy Spirit began to help me in that. And what I began to find was that things that I started praying about, I stopped praying for. Things that I didn't think I was going to pray for, I would start praying for. People, things would come to my mind while I'm praying, and I would begin to pray about those things. In other words, here's what I'm saying, is that I would start out in prayer, but the Spirit of God would begin to help me in my prayer, and it would take on a whole nother life of its own, because now it was the Spirit of God helping me pray. Does that make sense? Let me back it up. Let me show you what I mean with a Bible verse. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, And the Holy Spirit, talking about the helping Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. For me, a huge area, it doesn't have to mean like drug addiction, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. An area of weakness for me was prayer in this example, but let's keep going. For example, so he helps us in our weakness. Let me give you one example, Paul says. We don't know what God wants us to pray for. And that's true, we don't. We know what we want to pray for. We can just write down all the things we want to pray for. But what are the things that God wants you to pray for? Have you ever thought about that? So I know what I want to pray for, but have you ever asked yourself, what does God want me to pray for? He says, for example, 26, we don't know what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us, we're praying to God, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. So the Holy Spirit prays for us. Like, I'm trying to pray, but it's almost like a tag team wrestling match. The Holy Spirit's like, I got you. And the Holy Spirit begins to pray for me in ways sometimes that I can't even verbalize in words. Holy Spirit's like, you don't even know what to be praying for. Let me, let me take this. And begins to pray for me. Sometimes it's thoughts in my head. Sometimes it's things that I'm writing down. I keep a prayer journal. And you've heard me talk about this. There are times I go back and read something that I wrote. And I'm like, man, I, don't even, I wasn't even planning on going there. And it's not like, you know, something's moving my arm and I'm writing. I mean, I'm writing. And, the, I'm, you know, it feels very natural to me. But it's not natural. It's supernatural. Supernatural. It says the Holy Spirit prays for us. Can we express the words? And the Father, verse 27, God, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit, the helping supernatural power of the Holy Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's will. So let me just explain everything we just read because that's a huge verse. Supernatural power, helping supernatural power of the Holy Spirit when we begin to pray on our own natural ability, there are things that God wants us to be praying for that are not even on our radar. The Holy Spirit steps in and begins to pray for us. And watch this. God and the Holy Spirit are having a supernatural interaction through prayer. I don't know if I'm freaking you out right now, but it shouldn't be freaking you out. This is just the Holy Spirit and God interacting with each other through your prayer. Through your prayer. And I don't know about you, but that sounds way better to me than when I pray and I'm like, God, you know, just thank you for providing this food to eat tonight. And, you know, God, I just pray, you know, you help me with that. You know, help me with that. I'm nervous about that, God. And, you know, like this, like, I'm like, I'm so wasting my time praying right now. Like, this is not, like, I need the helping supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And when I pray as a spirit-filled believer, that's a different prayer than a, you know, Hail Mary or a, or a, you know, 
let's quote this verse because we always quote this verse, this ritualistic type of thing. No, no, no. When a spirit-filled believer prays, it's different. That's what the Bible says. Because a spirit-filled believer, somebody who says, you know what, Holy Spirit, I want you to take more of a role in my life. Holy Spirit, I want to be filled up with your power, with your presence. I want, I want you to fill my life, Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when a spirit-filled believer begins to pray, the Holy Spirit's like, bro, I got this, and begins to pray for us. And prayer comes to life. Not natural prayer, but supernatural prayer. Please hear me. Powerful things begin to happen when spirit-filled believers pray. Powerful things begin to happen when spirit-filled believers pray. I was doing a hospital visit one time for a, a friend of mine whose father was about to die. It was a tragic situation, and the only way things were going to turn around would be through a miraculous intervention from God. And there was all very popular people, so there's all sorts of family and friends. It was filled up. It was late at night, and... People gradually started going away, and this husband and wife who I was there with, they grabbed my arm, and they took me around a corner into another room, and they closed the door. And this is what she said to me. She said, everybody's being sweet. Everybody's being nice. That's fine. But, like, I need somebody filled with the Spirit of God to pray with me right now for my dad. And when she said that, like, like right now I got chills. Like, I, I, I just was like, like, it's something came into that room. And it wasn't like we went berserko in there, you know. It was a very normal prayer in the sense that we were just praying. But here's what she was saying. I love all these people. That's great. But listen, we're filled with the Spirit of God, and I want us to pray because when Spirit-filled people begin to pray, powerful things happen. So we started praying. And something that night, it was just even among, the, and we don't even know what the purposes was. And the, and the dad began, to, I mean, it would be awesome if the story was like he turned around. He, he ended up passing away. Not even the point of the story. The three spirit-filled people went into a room in a hospital around a corner and shut the door and something began to happen and it wasn't us praying anymore. It was the spirit of God praying to God. When spirit-filled people pray, the Bible says people can get healed. Like not bring them to church and let the pastor pray for them. Like no, like you can pray for someone and they get healed because you're filled with the Spirit of God. And if Jesus did those things, you can do those things. And you're like, Jason, I ain't doing that. That's crazy. Okay, your choice. Not to. You can choose to say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But the Bible says that when we're filled with the Spirit of God, we're hooked up to the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we begin to pray. And we pray for somebody around us who maybe needs to be healed. Or we begin to pray about somebody who's facing something they don't know how they can overcome. And the Bible says that something happens in that prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit begins to work because we have chosen to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Let me give you one more. I'm running out of time. Let me give you one more. Number four, the Holy Spirit makes church supernatural. And most of you know this because you have maybe haven't been able to explain it in the right words, but it's the reason you're here now. Because there's lots of different churches, thousands of churches in this city and all doing incredible things for God. So please don't hear this as a we're better than them. Oh my goodness, no way. We got, we got issues, okay? But there's a difference between a spirit-filled church and one that's not. And that can mean a lot of different things and, 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 and that's not the point of what I'm trying to say. 
But what I am trying to say is that so many of you, you say, like, when you come in here, you just feel something. It's the Spirit of God. It's different that when we worship, so many of you say, like, when we worship, I just cry and I just cry. It's the Spirit of God moving in your life. In other words, and I ain't got time to get into all this, but in other words, we said last week that the Spirit is all around us and the Spirit is in us. It's almost like when you come into a Spirit-filled church, like, like, Spirit-filled buddy one over here, see Spirit-filled buddy two over here, and it's like, what's up? And then things begin to happen. That was like the worst theological statement ever, but you know what I'm saying, okay? Like, I hope my granddad didn't listen to that. He would disown me, but you understand what I'm saying. It's like the Spirit of God, it's like, well, there's five Spirit-filled believers, and there's 10 Spirit-filled believers, and there's 25, and I've got 150 Spirit-filled believers in the room, and, and we begin to worship, and watch what happens. The Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We quoted that earlier. And so a bunch of people who have said, you know what, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to fill my life. So now you got, now you got 150 people hooked up with jumper cables, y'all. And when 150 spirit-filled believers begin to worship, it's not the same thing as non-spirit-filled believers worshiping. When 150 spirit-filled people begin to pray, it's not the same thing as non-spirit-filled people praying. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place, just a normal get-together. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them ability. And don't get freaked out by all the stuff that's happening there. Here's the point. The point is, is that when people who want the Spirit of God to do something great in their lives, come together, the Holy Spirit will do something great in their lives. A church service with Spirit-filled people is different. There is a Spirit in the room. There's something in the room. If you want it, it's available to you. If you don't want it, don't worry about it. But Jesus said it's better for you that you embrace the Holy Spirit because it's a help to you. I'm sending you a helper. He's going to make your interactions not natural, but supernatural. And he's going to make your decision-making not natural, but supernatural. And he's going to make your prayer time not natural, but supernatural. And he's going to make your gatherings together with other believers not natural, but supernatural. And the disciples in that moment were like, we'll take that. But for whatever reason, for all sorts of different scenarios, a lot of us go, no, I don't want that. He's never going to force himself in any of our lives. We should want it. And I believe that inside of all of us, there is this desire to say, yes, I want the Holy Spirit. I want God's Spirit to fill fill my life. I don't want to be crazy cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I want to be a normal person filled with the Spirit of God and have supernatural things happening in me and all around me because the Holy Spirit's helping me. The Holy Spirit's helping me. See, that was my hang-up. I'll end by telling you this, but my hang-up because of some of the issues I grew up in, and I'm not going into all that because they were really good people and great heritage, but I just didn't have a lot of examples of normal, non-crazy people filled with the Spirit of God. And so it felt like to me you either had to be crazy and Spirit-filled or not Spirit-filled. I was like, well, 
I'm going to choose the normal people. And man, just, you know, 10, 12, 15 years later, God just kind of reviving my heart and saying like, no, you can be a normal dad. And, and I mean normal in a good sense. You know what I mean? Like, you can be a dad and a husband and a businessman and a friend and a, a golfer and a, you, 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 like you can be you. You can just be filled with the spirit of God and have your life not be so natural but have it be supernatural. So we're gonna end with a prayer today. We, we prayed last week, God, we want you to play more of a role in our lives. Here's the prayer we're gonna end with this week. God, I want to experience the Holy Spirit's power in my life. God, I want to experience the Holy Spirit's power in my life. You don't have to pray this prayer. You may not want that. You may be on a journey that's not got you at that place yet. I get it. The disciples walked around with Jesus for three years before they wanted anything to do with the Holy Spirit. I get it. But I believe so many of us in the room today would say, yeah, yeah. I'm at that place, Jason. I don't even know how to totally verbalize it, but yes. Last week, we gave the Holy Spirit permission to have more of a role in our lives. And this, year, this, this week, we're saying, God, I want to experience the Holy Spirit's power in my life. I don't want to be natural anymore. I want to be supernatural. I want to experience that in my life. So can we pray that prayer together? Let's pray it together. God... I want to experience the Holy Spirit's power in my life. Come on, let's pray it again. God, I want to experience the Holy Spirit's power in my life. Now, one more time. Come on, let's say it. God, I want to experience the Holy Spirit's power in my life. Let's pray.